This is Hanging Heavy. Welcome, my ghosts and ghouls, my girls and dudes, to the Halloween episode of Hanging Heavy. <laughs> As always, this episode is gonna be scary stories. <laughs> so let's. Give in to our first scary story. It's brought to you by DS All Snakes and it's titled Will You Play With Me? I never wanted to reveal my story, but it has to be done. It's been so long and nobody's known. But now I confide in you, the reader, to read my story and attempt to comprehend the horrors I experienced. My fingers stutter and shake and tears cascade down my cheeks as I type this, but I warn you now, what you are reading cannot be unread. It was just an ordinary night in my apartment. I was tired. The days at the office have been so stressful lately and I look forward to the quiet release of sleep but it always seemed to make everything better. This night was different. The wind seemed ominous and the sky seemed darker. As I relaxed in my chair watching my favorite sitcoms before bed, I saw what appeared as a strange silhouette standing outside of my window. I focused my full sight on what I thought was there. But it turned out to be nothing, just darkness. I figured I was just overtired, just a little too much work today, that's all. I finished watching my show and retired to my bed. As I tried my best to sleep, I heard the door at the end of my bedroom creak. I dismissed it, too tired to get myself worked up over nothing. I then got the sense Something was watching me. I tried to shake it off. I just wanted to sleep. I finally heard something breathing heavily, slowly. At first, I thought it was me and that I was psyching myself out. So I held my breath for a moment. It wasn't me. I jolted upward from my bed and opened my eyes. I became frozen. As I saw the, at the foot of my bed, a young girl with long black hair, around the age of six, in a white nightgown. She stared at me with unblinking eyes and a wide smile. She had deep cuts covering her face and her hands that hung at her side were covered in crimson. We both sat and stood staring at each other for a good moment until she let out a horrifying inhuman scream. At that moment, I tried to race for the door, but she leapt at me, digging her nails into my face. Her dark black eyes inches away from mine, 
screaming all the way. The screaming became deafening and I soon lost my balance and hit my head on the table next to my bed. I lost consciousness. I awoke in what appeared to be an empty basement. My clothes remained on except for my shirt. I struggled to find my balance. My head was covered in dried blood. I looked at my arms and there were cuts all down them. Writing down words I found, the words read, Will you play with me? It was also written on both of my sides. I gazed around the room in horror and found an iron door with blood seeping at the base. I slowly made my way there. There was no sign of this girl, although I feared she may be behind the door. Despite my fear, I had to go in. I had to. What I saw was horrifying. Bodies lay spread across the wide room and all the way to the stairwell on the opposite corner. Men, women, children, all of them just laying still. Cuts on their arms and legs, similar to mine. They also read, Will you play with me? Except these victims had something I didn't have. I looked at a nearby woman in horror. She laid on her back, stomach split open. As I came closer, what came into my sight was a large toy fire truck shoved in there with her entrails. I choked back vomit and I backed away. A man laying against the wall had a metal jacks stuck into both of his eyes with his skull caved in and what laid next to him was a broken baseball bat snapped in half in a pool of blood. A young boy laid lifeless in the middle of the room. His mouth was wide open and sticking out of it was the beginning of a toy car track almost as if it had been shoved down his throat. His chest was cut open and his heart laid next to his body in place of where his heart was the dismantled pieces of a doll. I lost my control and I vomited. I cried for a moment but then the thought struck me. Where's the girl? I didn't think this wanting to know where she was, of course. I thought it very briefly before noticing the stairwell that stood at the corner of the room. I started walking towards it, but then I stopped. Something behind me was breathing heavily. I turned around and there stood the girl. After having stood in the corner and wait the entire time, I was examining the bodies. She then said in a high voice that pierced my ears with terror, Will you play with me? She began screaming. I turned to run away, but she was on me. Knife sharp nails driving into my back and neck. I struggled and eventually I threw her off of me and onto the ground. I ran for the door, but it slammed shut. I banged on it and cursed, blood running down my back. It would not open. She was on me again, so I elbowed her in the face. She drove her nails deep into my back. I managed to push her off and turn around. 
As she lunged, I caught her, her big black eyes inches away from mine. Her nails plunge into my face, her screams deafening my ears. She raised one hand, smiling ear to ear, and her hand plunged down on my eyes. Everything went black. I woke up in the hospital, bandages covering my body, including both of my eyes. A police officer stood in my room, speaking with the doctor. They saw I was awake and smiled. They informed me I was the only survivor of a mass murder, and the suspect, a middle-aged man, had been captured. I told them about the girl, but they said there was no girl found at the scene. They didn't believe me. They told me I should just rest. Two weeks passed and I was cleared to leave. As I exited the hospital, permanently scarred on my arms, face, back and sides, I passed the waiting room. It had some toys laying on the ground. A game of jacks, a toy fire truck, a doll, and a toy car track. Sitting with these toys was a small girl with long black hair. She wore a white gown. She looked up at me and smiled widely, and in a voice that pierced every cut on my body, she said, Will you play with me? This next story is brought to you by Robert Bauhauer. <laughs> it's titled, I'll Never Listen to ASMR Again. <laughs> the last few weeks have been a nightmare. A terrible, terrible nightmare. I'm still pinching myself every now and then, hoping to wake up. Sadly, it only leads to the skin of my arms being extremely red. I guess I'll start by introducing myself. I'm a father of two, a husband to a lovely wife. That may seem like a great life to some, but to me, even though I love them dearly, it's been extremely stressful. You see, I'm a construction worker. I never went to college or finished high school because I wanted to pursue a career in music, which didn't turn out so well obviously. Nine years ago, I married the love of my life. Eight years ago, we had our daughter. Five years ago, we had our son. Two years ago, my wife, who used to be a high school teacher, lost the use of her legs in a car accident that killed her sister. She was driving home from her mother's birthday party, which I didn't attend because I was taking care of the kids. My wife doesn't trust babysitters ever since that one episode of The Simpsons. It was late at night. Both her and her sister had a bit too much to drink and, well, the doctor said she could never fully recover. The medical bills have been insane and I haven't been able to pay them with my income. I can just feed my family every day, but only just. I've been stressed out the last two years. I do get panic attacks sometimes when I think too much about it. I've also been sleeping very badly the last two years. 
A friend and colleague of mine knows this about me. He's a great guy, helping me and my family out whenever it gets too rough. He knows I've been dealing with a lot of stress. He says he can see it taking a physical toll on me. One day, he came with a recommendation. A new phenomenon he read about, or so he said. Probably is too embarrassed to say that he enjoys listening to this in his downtime. ASMR, short for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Though he just called it tingly goodness. He told me that it was a great stress reliever and that it worked for him too. He gave me simple instructions. Go to YouTube, question myself what has given me the tingles before and search for it. That night I decided to do as he said because I'm pretty desperate for stress relievers. I thought about what gave me those tingles before. I remembered my grandmother who used to whisper to herself as she got older, God knows why, gave me those tingles that my friend described. So I typed in whisper ASMR. I clicked the first video and it worked its magic. Tingles all over my body. I searched for more videos and more and more until I got addicted. The next night, I did the same thing. I listened to ASMR until I got a bit desensitized. I kept clicking videos, but they were having no effect on me anymore. At least until I found a video by a channel called Heavenly Whispers ASMR. The video consisted of a girl with her strange microphone, the kind with two ears, one on each side, was wearing a black top. She had black hair and didn't reveal part of her face above her red lips. Her whispers were magic, although unintelligible. I probably sat there for hours listening to the videos of this mysterious girl. Luckily, she had a lot of videos on her channel. The tingles were intense and I was in heaven, floating away from all my troubles. I almost fell asleep behind my PC. I got up and went to bed once I saw that it was 1am already. Lying in bed, I was ready to go to sleep. I closed my eyes now. Normally, there's silence once you're the last one in your home to go to sleep. However, once I closed my eyes, I heard whispers, unintelligible whispers. Confused, I opened my eyes again. The whispers disappeared. I was pretty convinced that I heard these whispers, just as I heard them when I was listening to that girl's videos. I closed my eyes and I heard the whispers again. This time I tried to ignore them. Who knows, maybe there was a logical explanation. There has to be. The next morning, the whispers were gone. And I actually really longed for them again, however. So on my way to work, I put in my earphones and I listened to her videos. I was really addicted to listening to them. And listening to them a lot didn't lessen the tingles. The 50th video was still as effective as the first. On my way home, I listened to it again. 
it got me in a pretty good mood, actually. Which was something my wife noted when I came home. I just felt so incredibly happy. That night, I'd listen to some of her videos before going to bed again. These ones were a bit different. A lot of sounds. Almost snake-like. They were incredible. But I couldn't keep help feeling pretty uncomfortable when I went to sleep. Pretty paranoid. And for some strange reason, once again, when I closed my eyes, I heard the whispers. However, when I opened my eyes again, they didn't go away. It was pretty scary how looking around the room and hearing those unintelligible whispers were right in my ear. They didn't disappear the next morning either. I was eating breakfast, not being able to hear my wife or kids through the whispers in my ear. At the construction site, they blocked out all the loud noises from the machinery. On my way home from work, I put on the loudest rock music I could find, but the whispers were still just louder. I was getting pretty annoyed. I remember having a pretty short fuse once I got home, which scared my children and caused my wife to be worried about me. That night I tried to flush out these whispers with a different kind of ASMR. Fabric cutting, taping, such stuff. However, I had no success. The whispers in my ear were still there all through the night and the next morning too. The next day something happened that gave me goosebumps. I came home from a long day of work, annoyed with the whispers. When my kids came out to hug me, once I got out of the car, we went inside. I cooked dinner, as usual, and then I went to my PC again and looked up some solutions for the whispers. That's when my son came to me with a question that really confused me. He looked at me, very confused, and asked, Daddy, who's that woman in your car, in it? Now, that's a pretty weird question since there was no woman in my car. So I asked him what woman he was talking about. And he said, The one with the black hair in it. I was pretty confused, but I assumed it was just some weird game or whatever. He just kept asking, Daddy, the one with the black hair and the red lips in it. I got goosebumps once I heard him say that. But I just responded by saying there was no woman in my car and that it was getting ready for his bedtime. That night, I was trying to sleep despite the whispers when I heard the door to my bedroom open. Curious, I raised my head and looked in the direction of the door where my daughter stood. Hey, sweetie, I said quietly, what, what's the matter? She just stood there, however and I could see that she was crying. What's wrong? I asked. There's someone in my room, Daddy. responded. Everyone's asleep, honey. There's no one in your room. There is a woman. She's been saying things. What's she saying, sweetie? I don't know. She's whispering. Now, if you've ever wanted to see a grown man almost shit his pants, that would have been your chance. 
I couldn't sleep that night. Not just the whispers interrupting the silence, but the whispers reminding me of what both my son and daughter had told me today. I've never felt so strange. I felt like I was a kid again, afraid of the dark and the monsters under the bed. I got goosebumps all over my body, especially my legs. That night was horrible. I called in sick that day because I didn't want to sleep at all, and I was feeling ill because of it. I'm pretty sure I would have fallen asleep behind the wheel if I drove to work today. Or that I would have killed someone with some tools because I was so frustrated at everything and everyone. I asked my neighbors to take the kids to school while I was in bed all day trying to get some sleep. But my thoughts were clouded with confusion and fear. I can't remember when exactly, but I finally fell asleep. In my dream, the whispers continued and I saw her red lips and black hair. I woke up sweating. It was dark, both inside and out. Downstairs, I could hear my neighbors talking, probably helping out while I was trying to get some sleep today. I heard my wife talking and laughing, which was strange because I could feel an arm on my chest. I could feel a warm breath on my neck. I could hear the whispers coming from the same direction as the breath. I looked into her dark face with her red lips and her blue eyes. I screamed and ran out of the bedroom, downstairs, almost falling. I really couldn't explain what happened to the neighbors, my wife, or my kids. It was pretty embarrassing, but I didn't feel embarrassed. I was scared. It's been six days now since this occurred. I can still hear the whispers. I'm not sure if I'll ever get rid of them. And I'm pretty sure I'll never get rid of that feeling that I'm never alone. There's one thing I'm sure of. I'll never listen to ASMR again. This next story was written by Blair Daniels. <laughs> and it's called, I bought a voodoo doll on eBay. Voodoo doll, highly effective, brand new, 100% cotton, handcrafted voodoo doll for all your vengeful needs. No crafting necessary. Just write your target's name across the chest. No sewing, cutting, or gluing. Warning, do not use this doll to kill or severely injure. The Magical Arts Voodoo Doll trademark is designed for inflicting minor wounds only. Woman of the Magical Arts 666, 99.9% .9 positive feedback. I clicked the big buy it now button. Then I drove over to Michael's for some extra long sewing pins and Sharpie markers. I was going to write Julie Harlow's rotten name all over it. They knew my secret. Sarah Harper caught me oogling her in the locker room. She told Kendall Kowalski, who told Julie Harlow, who told everyone. News travels fast in my high school. Any high school. But an all-girls prep school? I didn't stand a chance. When I entered the locker room after gym on Monday, things got bad. 
Emily's coming, someone said, followed by a hurry rustling. In seconds, all the girls had their towels on. Some had even pulled on pants and shirts, backing away haphazardly. They stared at me silently as I trudged to my knocker. And then the whisper started. But she doesn't look gay. Hey, she was looking at my legs. What a pervert. I heard she only does threesomes. Yeah, that's how bisexuals are. Slut. I felt the tears burn my eyes as they threatened to fall. But I took a deep breath and steeled myself against the whispers. They were all rumors, lies, gossip. The only truth in them that I was, in fact, bisexual. At lunch, I ate alone outside. I was halfway through my sandwich when I heard a voice. Emily? It was Julie Harlow, one of the popular girls. She looked out of place, alone on the grass, without her usual friends. Can I talk to you? Um, sure, I said, patting the grass next to me. She straightened her skirt and lowered herself gingerly onto the ground. I'm so sorry for telling everyone, for the way everyone's been acting towards you. And I want you to know that I, uh, I know how you feel. Is she really gonna say what I think she's gonna say? I, um, feel that way about girls, too. I stared at her in shock. And I, um, her brown eyes locked with mine. My heart fluttered in my chest. She then leaned in. Just the slightest, tiniest bit. But I understood. I leaned in and kissed her. It was gentle, soft and sweet. So different from any kiss I'd ever gotten from a guy. My arms fell clumsily on her shoulders. I pulled her against me. Her breast brushed against mine. I felt a surge of... She jerked away with a crooked grin and my lipstick staining her lips. Julie? <laughs> she began to laugh. You're a fucking dyke. I knew it. Then she turned to the window, giving a thumbs up. I followed her gaze. There stood half the school, eating their lunch, watching us. Some of the girls were laughing and hollering. Others were pushing away their trays, a look of total and utter disgust on their faces. Still, others looked absolutely scandalized, averting their eyes and moving to leave. She planned this. She wanted to humiliate me. Heat rose to my face, tears burned my eyes. And then I felt the rage boiling in my blood, under my skin. Why did you do that? I yelled at her as she sauntered back towards the lunchroom. She shrugged, why not? And then she disappeared inside. Several days later, the package came in on Wednesday. I tore it open to find a tiny humanoid doll inside. It wasn't the creepy looking voodoo dolls of old. It was actually kind of cute. Two printed eyes, some gender vague black hair, 
and a tag along the bottom that read Made in China. I uncapped the sharpie and wrote Julie Harlow across its chest. Then, for good measure, I wrote her name across the arms, the legs, and the back. I pulled one of the pins out from the box and plunged it into her left leg. Thursday morning, Julie arrives late. She hobbled into Algebra 2 halfway through the class, limping, wincing, awkwardly lowering herself into a chair near the back. I waited for the laughter, the whispers. They never came. Instead, there was an outpouring of support. Oh my God, Julie, are you okay? What happened to you? Let me help you with your books. I stared incredulously as the girls and Mr. Vassar actually helped her, complimented her, supported her. This was not the revenge I envisioned. Rage boiled in my blood. As soon as the school bell rang, I raced home. I ran up to my room and grabbed the doll from my dresser and I stared at it with hatred. I plucked the pin out of the leg. And then I opened the box and pulled out a handful of pins. Ten, maybe twenty, maybe more. I didn't stop to count them. In one swift motion, I plunged all of them into her chest. And then I threw the doll on the ground and stomped on it. That'll teach her, I muttered. Then I felt it. The breath was sucked from my lungs. A crushing, searing pain burst in my chest. I collapsed on the floor. I woke up to my mother leaning over me. Oh my god, Emily! She wiped tears away. How are you feeling? I was laying in a hospital bed. Doctors and nurses shuffled out into the hallway, beeps filling the room from some sort of monitor. What happened? I said. My voice was weak. The doctor said you had some kind of heart attack. She sniffled and tried not to cry. They don't know what caused it. You're so young. Her voice crumbled to sobs. She threw her arms around me. They might not know what caused it, but I do. Because when I got home a few days later, the voodoo doll no longer had the name Julie Harlow written across it. It had a different name, a new name. My name. <laughs> what stories we have to tell. Ooh, thank you guys for joining us for this Halloween episode of Hanging Heavy. <laughs> but there will always be a next one. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> This is Hanging Heavy.